If you're the kind of dad who hasn't shaved in five weeks, but insists on cutting his own hair, then this is the podcast for you. We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. We're the podcast that celebrates suburban dad life, or we are the podcast that celebrates the quarantine dad in many of its forms as this COVID-19 thing keeps on going and going and going. And we keep on going here at Bad to the Dad. We're doing it on Zoom, and there's no shame in that. We want to keep the show going. It is my great pleasure to introduce my partner, Coach Randy Nathan, also known as Coach Exotic. Yes, that was a Tiger King reference and coach (laughs) love the visual congratulations to you congratulations to us this is our 50th episode 50 who would have thunk it right yeah listen i thought we might get bored after season one and here now we can't wait for sunday mornings to record and and put this out into the uh into the interspace as they call uh, it so mazel tov congratulations and to you and to you and and we've got a, a great show Today, I always say we have a great show, um, but we do. We've we've got great I guests. I think all, all of our this, shows are great. Well, this is this is the episode in particular where we are celebrating and promoting small and local business. And wherever you're listening, you probably have a small or local business that you'd like to patronize. We'd like to to promote the local business. Of course, we always talk about Becky Berman and Berman Branding. That is a local business, and we certainly want to promote. Becky and her staff, they do a great job with the graphic design, with the website design. Uh, Becky's helped us out uh, a million times over. Uh, You know where I was yesterday? Um, Inside your basement? Uh, For the most part, but I actually did get out and I I put in an order at Four City Brewery in Orange, New Jersey. Nice, our friend Roger Appelon. I saw our friend Roger Appelon. Well, you know, I saw his eyes. I mean, yes had his hat on and his mask and I had my mask and, and I had rubber gloves, coach. Yes. You have and rubber I own gloves. rubber gloves. I don't, you I, do. I don't, you don't lease, lease with an option to buy. No longer lease. You actually own them. Yeah. And, and Roger got to see my rubber gloves in all their glory. And it was, it was great to see him and uh, uh, picked up a, uh, a, a bottle of uh, one of their new famous brews, the Crescent Moon, the chai tea porter or Ooh. chai latte porter. Yeah, so and? if you're a beer drinker and you want to try something different, I was very yeah. impressed. I never tasted anything like that before. So uh, check it uh, out. Four so they're, they're delivering. So, so it's not, did they deliver it or did you uh, pick up, take out? I did pick up because I couldn't find the button for delivery. <laughs> and Roger walked me through it uh, over the phone. So next okay. time I'll do a delivery. But they're back doing deliveries. And uh, our guest is also a local business. We're going to have Johnny Guerrero and his daughter, Sandy Guerrero. Johnny is the owner and operator of the Guerrero Martial Arts Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Center. Sandy happens to be a female wrestling champion, and we'll ask her how she feels about being called a female wrestling champion. But it's, um, it, it's a new sport, I know, locally, and some colleges are now picking it up. They're, uh, they're bringing about female wrestling as, a, as an intercollegiate sport, so, so that's pretty cool, and we're looking forward to learning more about jujitsu, but also how this small business owner whose clients rely on physical contact, physical contact yeah, are making it work in, in, during the COVID-19 period. So, but I tell you, this is one for the history books. No, it, it is. And, uh, you know, you're talking at the beginning about, um, you know, if you're cutting your hair, it's so funny you're talking about that. And I'm looking forward to asking Guerrero some questions in terms of how he's able to survive in his business and, and wrestling. Uh, but I, I go back to this opening, you know, if you're the kind of dad, which I always love how we start our things off. I, I have sat vacillated this week. I mean, vacillated hard on whether or not to do my own hair. Um, mm-hmm. And cause I mean, look, look, hold on. Let me show you this. Let me take this off. Look at this. Look, look. All right. Well, this is look, a look lot. You know, this is a radio show. Whoa. Look at that. Oh my, you look like a troll doll. Look. And then not a, and not a very cute, no, no, no. Wow. Oh, you just did yeah. Flock of Seagulls right there. Yeah, that's, Do that's, that again. That's, that's my doppelganger right there. Or the gorilla oh, wow. in Tarzan. Look at that. He, he's, he's taking the hair that, that can spike up and he's rolling it down over his face. There's going to come a point where you're going to look like a, like a sheepdog. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I am uh, struggling here. Struggling. Mm-hmm. You know, how was your week? Was it all right, Reek? 
my week was was very very good uh i have to tell you coach i i love the outpouring of of friends from far mm-hmm. and wide and even friends i haven't spoken to in a while they're texting yeah they're texting they're, they're saying how i'm doing and most of these texts you see the name pop up so you know you get a little get a little rise you get a little charge out of seeing somebody's name who you haven't seen in a while yeah but every once in a while coach i'll get a text where only the phone number shows up. Yes, yes. Oh, oh gosh. And it's so never happened you, to you. And, and I yes. don't recognize the phone number. So yes. when somebody texts you and says, hey, Adam, hope you and the family are doing well. What's going on? And you only see the phone number and you don't recognize the phone number. Mm-hmm. What would a normal person do in this situation? Uh, well, I think you have two choices. One is you go, hey, how are you? Um, I'm sorry. I don't recognize your number. I lost right. my cell phone, blah, blah, blah. Make up some kind of story. If you please don't mind telling me, who is this? Mm-hmm. Or you go into the uh, detective mode and you kind of you go break down and try to ask maybe certain kind of questions to you know, maybe try to guess. So coach, I went with the latter. I went with option B. Okay, okay. Now normal and, people would have just said, hey, who is this? Yeah. And then it's, well, that's oh, why I said, okay. That's why I said the option. No. Okay, no. So you no, don't like that. No, you know, not, not not this guy. Not, not this guy. Not? This guy. This guy has to turn into a game of twenty questions because yes. I like the thrill of the hunt, coach. The thrill, yes. I don't want. I don't want it to come easy to me. Yes. Right. So and you don't want to offend. You, you know, don't want to offend the person because maybe, just maybe, it's someone you know, and it's a Larry. It's a Larry David. I'm not episode. worried. I'm not worried about the. I've been offending people pretty much my entire so life. It's really more about the game. I got you. So right. yeah. So so basically, I'm asking questions like, Yeah. Hey, how are the kids? And I'm hoping that they respond with. Yeah, Jimmy's doing great. Sally's doing good. We're keeping him busy. And then instantly I know who it is. But I had one of the more challenging contests yes. <laughs> this week where they said the kids are good. They're doing e-learning. Okay. Wait, that um, real, real, how's quick. The, real quick. Did, yeah. you recognize, did you recognize the area code? Was it a unique area code? It, it was a 973. So it was so in our okay. area. So oh, it could have been anybody. It could have been anybody. All right. So but, but at least it narrowed it down to New okay. Jersey. This okay. is not somebody uh, texting from Sweden or Germany or Texas or California. This is somebody okay. that's local. Okay. All so right. you know it's somebody local. All right. And then it's okay. How's the missus? She's doing fine. She's working from home. <clears throat> All right. So you got e learning. Right. I got, I got to keep, home. I got to keep poor. I got to keep fishing. Got to keep yeah. fishing. Okay. Um, how are the kids keeping busy? Well, they're doing their schoolwork. They're done by 11 o'clock. Then they're back on the Xbox. Mm, all right. I'm not getting much here. Except um, for maybe I, it might be a male. Might be a male. Might be Xbox. a male. So I think it's, it's a male. Yes. So I say, okay, um, how's your work doing? My work is doing fine. We closed the office four weeks ago, but uh, I'm, I've been going into the lab every once in a while. Okay. Uh-oh. Now, now, you now got I got something. a clue. Yes. Now I know it's somebody that works in life sciences I just need to find out what kind of life sciences it is. So right. now, now I've got the phone in one hand and I'm on my laptop on LinkedIn <laughs> typing in all the scientific companies that I know. <laughs> and now I keep digging. Okay, um, have you found a lot of COVID cases in your lab? Um, well, just so happens that I found out that I have it. Okay, so now I know oh. it's somebody who's got COVID <laughs> and I know to stay away from them. Uh, um, yeah, that's that, good how did know. you find out you had it? How'd you find out you had it? Well, I went downstairs to the lab and they tested me. Okay, so now I know it's a diagnostic lab. I start typing in things like Quest and LabCorp. These are the, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the big name companies that do this kind of work. And then he texts me back and says, but I was able to get my test results downstairs, which is much faster than it would be at Quest or LabCorp. If you remember, the name of my company used to be dot, dot, dot. And now uh, it's called this. So now the mystery is solved. Uh, I type yeah. in LinkedIn, the name of this company, up pops the person. And I'm yep. like, okay, great. It's good uh, to hear from you. Hope you have a speedy recovery. End game. End game. Less than 10 Tell me questions. how you're doing. <laughs> Less than 10 questions. I have to tell you, I uh, amused myself for about 10, 15 minutes. That's, 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 uh, that's pretty, pretty talented. I, uh, I probably would have given up much sooner, but I think once you're in, once you commit, you got to go you, all in. If, once you ask five questions, you can't go back and say, oh, by the okay, way, okay, who is this? Yes. Because then it becomes very insincere. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's funny. That's a, that's a funny story about uh, this week, you know, and uh, <laughs> I don't think my story matches the same as your, as your experience this week, because I, I was, I've been very angry this week. Very, very angry. Is that why you're not returning my texts or uh, no, and, no, and saying, who is this? Yeah, no, no, no. If you see across the country, 
we are struggling with hair. Out of all the stuff we're dealing with, people are getting upset with hair and people want to get out of their house. They want to, so much is that some people around this country are going to their, their whatever places and marching and protesting, let me out of the house so I can get my hair done, right? I, I think that's a bit extreme and our show is never about politics. Uh, today's it's about my hair because I don't know what to do. Because uh, you saw what Anderson Cooper did with his hair. Yes. And yes. hence, that is why you don't cut your own hair. Yes. Um, just please do not do a man bun, Coach. I'd rather see it long. Oh, wait. I'd no, rather no, see I, you I, go. I, I could do a little ponytail. No, please don't. No, don't, don't, don't do that. It's not a good look. It's not a good look. It's going to make it look like somebody is above you pulling, uh, pulling your hair. Uh, yeah. I'd rather you look Jason Momoa yeah. than, than, <laughs> than, than go man bun. It's, so that's... Uh, it's been a crazy week, you know. Uh, it hasn't been just. A, it's just getting crazier and crazier. But we do. We we do think there's some end in sight, don't we? Well, I was. I'm, I'm obsessive about these press conferences, uh, Cuomo and and Murphy. So this is the area that we live in. Yeah. Uh, Cuomo, of course, the governor of New York, and uh, Phil Murphy. And and again, I'm I'm very apolitical. I don't belong to a party, but I have to say that Governor Phil Murphy has really stepped up. His, the level of communication, his obsession with the numbers and flattening the curve has been remarkable. So I have to say kudos to our, our sitting governor. And um, they're very good about posting the, the stats, you know, looking at yeah. the curve, looking yeah. at the, the proverbial uh, hockey stick. Uh, yeah. This is one case where you don't want the hockey stick to go up. If you're in business, you want your hockey stick going up. Yes. Uh, when it comes to disease states, you want it going the other way. And there was a, um, a, a nexus point, I think New York and New Jersey showed this, where hospitalizations were uh, going down and, uh, and discharges were also going down. Or discharges were going, I'm sorry, discharges yeah. were going up, yeah. hospitalizations yeah. were going down. Yeah. Yeah. So you saw it, uh, Coach, you could see it like this. I yeah, mean, if, I, like, if I was <laughs> to describe this to our, our listeners, I, I think you have your right hand going up towards your left ear, and you have your left arm going up towards your right here, and I would say you're forming an X. So mm -hmm. if you can picture this X, right? Am I doing it right? Am I doing it right? You're doing it listeners? perfectly. All right. So, so the one one going up right. is hospitalizations. Like you're, a, like you're giving a sermon. Hospitalizations, <laughs> or, or uh, I'm I'm David Byrne in yes. um in, in in one of his music videos. Yes, yes. Right, burning down the house. Yes, this is not my beautiful house, but this is my beautiful Zoom podcast. Yes. So yeah, one arm is going up, and that yeah. is the discharges, which is yeah. good. You want yeah. people leaving the hospital. Leaving the hospital. And the other arm is going down, and that is hospitalizations. I didn't yeah. think this conversation would get this fundamental, but. I'm so glad that we can provide that. Listen, we are bad promises. to the dead. We are, we are bad to that because uh, the truth is there's not much else going on outside of our lives other mm -hmm. than being at home because we are uh, we're, being good, good Americans. We're mm -hmm. being good listeners. We're being good followers. And we want to be out of the house, back to work, just as bad as everybody else. Um, I, I find myself playing lots of games with our kids. Yep. Um, and this week was uh, the female anatomy in uh, reproduction oh. mm -hmm. and well. health. We were waiting uh, for that. <laughs> so we know a couple of weeks ago we had the male reproductive system. This we, week you, the, you said this is a game. Is this like operation or? It's, this week was female, uh, female reproduction. So this is school. I, which is, I think is very great is because now my youngest, of course, who's now also had to be participant in such class, I think by the time she gets to eighth grade, she'll need the AP version. She already knows it. She'll need AP health. <laughs> she could because teach it probably. The fundamentals will be just too easy for her because now she's in aware of all different components of the uh, male female anatomy and uh, the form of reproduction. So did, did you finally learn something yourself, coach? Uh, I, I did learn something, um, but I don't think it's appropriate. This is a PG 13. I know you, but this, this whole conversation reminds me of that scene in uh, American pie with Eugene Levy and yes, JC yes. Biggs. Um, yeah. here, here they had, Jim, this is the female form. <laughs> <laughs> now I got to go watch that movie. Yes. Yes. You gotta watch. Our softball season is uh, very much in question. Uh, we were doing virtual practices, uh, but the interest has just waned. Hmm. It's just, I feel so badly, but it's, uh, I thought we could stick with it for a while, but uh, it's clear that girls find this as an obligation, not a sense of fun. So mm -hmm. I feel really bad for our, our kids who are just struggling uh, to make sense. And they're all ready for, for school to be out. The next question will be about camp. 
Yeah, I'm more concerned about that. I've already given up on school. Yeah. I, I need camp and the and the team tour to happen yeah. because uh, I don't know how much longer we can we can do this and authentically say, hey, kids, we're going to have some fun today. Yeah. And, uh, and then we get the Crayolas out. But um, I, I will say this. The kids have been very mindful and selfless. Yes. They have now gotten into the business of doing this whole caravan birthday thing. Yep. So after this podcast, we're going to go out and celebrate um, curbside for yep. a, a friend of ours in town. They're making signs. They bought cupcakes. They're, they're shrink wrapped. They're, yeah. We haven't touched them. So yeah. we're going to mask up and glove up and through our mask yell, happy birthday. And, you know, just have no, a, a great time of it. So, so that a- actually gets us out of the house. And we're just looking for more friends with birthdays so we can get out. Of the house hey, listen, we can this. fake birthdays. We can always fake a birthday. We can always yeah. use cake. I know for, for my youngest daughter, um, her friend had is an art party. Mm-hmm. And so the art store mailed out and sent out, delivered all the art materials. And they're going to go on to Zoom. And the person from the art place is, and it's incredible. We really are resilient. We really are resi- resilient beings that yeah. uh, when forced to. Uh, I guess, you know, but we'll get to our, our guests in a second, much like wrestling. You know, I've always loved wrestling. You know, for every move, there's a counter move. Uh, and as human beings, especially for those of us in the business, is you find a way around to make money. I mean, I'm, I'm struggling with it because my source of income is based in schools uh, mm-hmm. and colleges and those particular locations. They're not open. Uh, but to have the foresight and idea, we're going to have a birthday. We love art. They go to the art store. They deliver everything around. It's all been, you know, appropriate wrapped. My daughter's going to be on Zoom, and they're going to have an art party together, and they're going to celebrate whatever it is. It's, you know, you'll find a way to still, still survive. Art's a great diversion, very therapeutic. I know Aiden's been doing all the Marvel characters, doing yeah. the uh, YouTube yeah. tutorials. It's incredible. If you're looking for something to do and your kids are into art, uh, it's, it's a terrific way to go. And coach, I can't wait to wrestle you when social distancing ends. I've, I've, I've got, a, got a lot of pent up energy here against yeah, no, you. And I, I really need to, I need I wonder, to bring you to the mat. Yeah. I wonder how long that would last. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of which we've got Johnny Guerrero and his daughter, Sandy Guerrero from the Guerrero martial arts, Brazilian jiu-jitsu center coming up on bad to the dad. We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. Remember, we are sponsored by Becky Berman, Berman Branding. You can visit her site for the best in website design, marketing, and graphic design. She is, after all, the lady who designed Bone Daddy, our logo, which can be found on our website, our social media platforms, and our keychain, which Coach Randy opens doors and opens bottles. And if you let it, it also opens hearts and minds. That's Becky Berman. Now you can visit her at BermanCS.com. And coach, we're really trying to make this episode all about promoting the small business. And obviously we live in the the New York, New Jersey area, North Jersey. So we're going to be talking about promoting a particular local business to us. But wherever you live, uh, wherever you are around the world, now is a great time to find out how some of the local businesses you patronize are reinventing themselves during the COVID-19 era. And our guests, guests, I should say, plural, today are, are no different. They have a, a particular challenge in making sure that their business stays relevant. And that's Johnny Guerrero and his daughter, Sandy Guerrero. Guerreros, welcome to Bad to the welcome Dad. Thanks so much for Bad making time. Bad to the Dad. Thank you so much. We're so excited to be here. Well, we're very excited to have you. And, and like I said, kind of a challenge running the small business that you have. You are the owner and operator of the Guerrero Martial Arts Center. It's a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Martial Arts Center. So your very business is all about physical contact, right? Your customers, in order to get better at what what they do, they have to have physical contact. So how are you making out during this COVID-19 era? Well, uh, the one thing that that we do is um, a little bit different from most uh, traditional Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu schools is that we teach both a standing martial arts and grappling martial arts. So we have a program that we teach punching and kicking and also grappling. So what we've been focusing mostly on now during this time is teaching the kids uh, through Zoom platform 
the virtual classes, and we've been focusing more on the striking aspect of the martial arts because um, you don't have a partner to work with, so it makes it a, a little bit of a challenge. So tell us a little bit about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, because I know that's how you how you advertise yourself. It's actually even in your logo, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Are we even getting the word right? I, I get so confused. Jiu-Jitsu, 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 Juju Bellies, Juju Beans. Help me out here. It's all about food with Coach Randy. <laughs> Jiu-Jitsu. Jiu-Jitsu. Yes. Does it come from like some kind of root word of the I – mean, maybe it's a Jewish – kind of thing adam maybe I, I don't think it is i've seen the along. spelling and believe me if listen if, if jujitsu was a jewish thing i think everybody in our synagogue would be a black belt so yes. and i know that's not happening yeah so johnny tell us a little bit about the origins of brazilian jujitsu so a brazilian jujitsu jujitsu in a whole came from india from india it went to japan and then from japan it went to brazil so in brazil is the biggest colony outside of Japan that has the most Japanese people in there. So it, it established itself as having, you know, outside of, of Japan, the biggest colony of Japanese um, uh, immigrants was in Brazil. So it, it's kind of started its roots there. For, for many years, you know, you watch these, the Van Damme and, and the Chuck Norris and the Steven Seagal, and you see all these techniques that look so beautiful on screen. But we always wondered, you know, does that stuff really, really work? Is that really, really effective? I heard that Chuck Norris is going to cure COVID-19. I saw a meme about it, so it's probably true. Well, right. I, I, I can always rely on Chuck Norris, coach. Well, Chuck Norris, because if you've watched Dodgeball, yeah, right? <laughs> a true underdog story, which and our family have just watched it. We know that Chuck Norris is the one that goes with, uh, uh, with the thing. Chuck, but I, I think Norris you're missing, you know, I can appreciate Claude Van Damme and, and Chuck Norris, I think what you're really missing is the Thunderdome, uh, Mad Max. Two men enter, one man leaves. And let's be honest, that's the core foundation of what you're talking about. That's, at least that's where I'm coming from. I was thinking Mortal Kombat. I mean, I would love to see people coming to the Guerrero Martial Arts Center dressed up like, I don't know, phantoms and rip, ripping each other's spines out. But I don't think that's the kind of message that uh, Johnny and family no, teach. No, but, but, you know, we, we don't have the luxury of seeing on this podcast, what Brazilian jiu-jitsu looks like. But can you tell us, and Sandy, please feel free, you're welcome to jump in on this. How is it different from traditional Greco-Roman wrestling or judo or those other forms of, of grappling martial arts? Well, it's so different. First of all, it's, it's real. You know, in wrestling, the match is over when you're on your back. In a real life situation, you're on your back, you're gonna keep getting punched, you're gonna keep getting hit. So just prepare you for the real world. In the real world, you get on your back. It doesn't just stop. It keeps going. So that's where wrestling is more of a sport and not so much a defense, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's what I think. Yeah, I mean, difference. Uh, for me, what, 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 what makes it different is that we're preparing for realistic situations. Um, it's unfortunate that in the martial arts, um, there are so many things that are taught that are not really as effective as one would think it should be. That makes sense. Like, you know, it's, you know, you're learning all these, some of these techniques, but you really don't know how effective it is. And, and one thing that uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and mixed martial arts demonstrated to the world is that you have to prepare, you try to find a way that you can prepare yourself in a safe environment, but do also techniques that are actually going to work in a really situation. This is why in, in our style, in our style, what we teach, we don't teach katas. Katas are a predetermined set of moves. That, that people do because Cotters is not what, what's realistic in a realistic type of situation. And are there belts in jujitsu like the other forms of martial arts? Yes, yeah. yes, there, 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 there are belts in jujitsu. Well, and, and in, our, in our academy, we have two different systems. We teach um, Guerrero martial arts, which is a blend of jujitsu and striking arts. And then we have a, an adult only Brazilian jujitsu program also. But we think it's, it's really important for the kids. Um, to understand how to use the grappling, which is Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is a lot of holding and, and submissions, but also know how to punch and kick because there's certain situations that it's better to punch and kick. So we want the kids to be able and able to know how to utilize both because 
If, if you're in school and someone pushes you to get into a fight, you don't want to be punching the kid in the face or kicking them and trying to hurt them. You'd rather control him and wait till the teacher comes. So a lot of stuff, it depends on what situation you're in with what technique you're going to utilize. Hmm. You know, it's funny you mentioned that. I do a lot of uh, anti-bullying work uh, around the country. And I, I spoke at my niches uh, actually within sports, bullying and sports. But I do spend time uh, around the country talking about bullying. And I often promote the martial arts as a great way for, in particular, targets of, uh, of bullying to go to learn a sense of uh, uh, self-defense but also a sense of confidence. Have you found that? need in terms of what you're doing? Uh, we, we focus probably 85% of our instruction on, on bullying because it happens so often. And I, I actually, I grew up in Newark. So in Newark, the, the situation of learning uh, martial arts, learning bullying, it's, it's a little bit different from in, in the suburb environment, but still in the suburb environment, it happens so much. And nowadays, now you have the, the cyber bullying, so th there's so many things that are going on now, and it, I think it's important to teach the kids the mental aspect of bullying, because that will kind of prevent the, the physical aspect. If you have good posture, if you have good, uh, good looking at somebody in their eye, if you walk with confidence, just doing that will stop 80% of the people bullying you. Mm -hmm. This is what you gotta understand. First is having the confidence. And then if you are pushed in a certain, a certain way, whether it's someone saying something, how are you reacting to what a person is saying? That also will determine whether you're going to get bullied or not. You know, the other thing I've noticed, uh, I've also encouraged are for the bystanders. I have uh, big programs, be a, be a game changer, be an upstander, that those individuals who do happen to take martial arts become better upstanders and are able to stand up for others as well because they have that sense of confidence. So not just for targets, it's for other individuals who just want to do right the wrong. Um, and uh, I'm curious to know, did, you, did that help you choose your involvement, Sandy, with uh, jiu-jitsu or jiu-jitsu or guerrero yeah. martial arts? I started when I was four, four years old, jiu-jitsu, and I didn't start wrestling until, until I was eight. Mm -hmm. And I did the, the wrestling originally to help my jiu-jitsu because mm -hmm. I competed in that first and then wrestling started and wrestling really didn't become a big deal in my life until like the last two years is when I really took it seriously. But with jujitsu is, you know, what you were saying with the confidence, I personally never had to use my martial arts. I've never been in a real fight. I've never been bullied. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think that plays a huge part, you know? Yeah. And... There's actually a really funny story uh, that I like to share with Sandy. Uh, there, there was a, a time where she would, um, she would take the bus to school and, and we live in West Orange and she would tell us, I don't want to take the bus anymore. And we're like, well, what's going on? She goes, yeah, I just don't, you know, can you guys take me? I don't really feel comfortable taking the bus. And then, you know, I think, he, I'm not sure if it was either me and my wife. We go, Sandy, is everything okay? Are you getting bullied? She was like, bullied? Who, me? And, <laughs> and, and that was, the way she said it was priceless. <laughs> to know that my daughter, it, it, it's, it's to the point where if I was walking down the street and, and somebody were to confront me to fight me and they were a male, I would probably tell them, listen, my daughter's next to me. If you can defend yourself against your do my daughter, then you can probably get a shot at me. That's so much confidence that I have <laughs> her ability to defend herself. Sandy, let, let's uh, shift the conversation to you. So we know you're a, a high school wrestling champion, so congratulations. West Orange High School's first female wrestling champion, which is a, a tremendous honor and a, a tremendous accomplishment. So you can thank dad later. You don't have to do it in front of him now uh, on, on this podcast. But let, let's talk a little bit about the trajectory of you getting into high school wrestling, because female wrestling was, was not a thing until very, very recently. So how did, you, how did you get involved? How did you work on your craft at, and during the times when there was no female wrestling program? Yeah, so... They actually put women's wrestling in the Olympics in 2004. So it wasn't a thing. Just nobody did it. <laughs> so I started when I was... There were like four countries doing it, right? Yeah, yeah. Like there was easier to get a gold medal than it is now, of course. And it really just exploded the, la the last two years because they sanctioned women's wrestling in New Jersey and they're trying to sanction all the states right now. And sanctioning just means that they're giving the girls their own tournaments, their own state tournament, region tournament, and giving them... The opportunity to wrestle other girls which we didn't have before i grew up wrestling boys 
fighting boys in jiu-jitsu and I was used to it. So just fighting girls, it obviously it's different and the strength advantage is a huge difference, especially when I got to high school compared to middle school. So. Now you, you were used to wrestling boys, yes. but the boys were not used to wrestling girls. No, so what, what, was, what was the attitude that you saw when you got on the mat with, with, an, with a guy? Um, did you get a sense that they were nervous? Oh my God, I don't want to lose to a girl. Or did you find that they gave you the respect that uh, you, you were hoping they would give you? Um, a little bit of both. I mean, I've had people, I've had boys forfeit to me because they see it as, as a lose-lose situation. If they beat me, oh, she, he just beat a girl. But if they lose to me, oh my God, he lost to a girl. Like it's a lose-lose situation for them. But I've also had um, boys wrestle me. I remember in seventh grade, I pinned a boy and he didn't shake my hand afterward, which is a huge sign of disrespect. You always shake everybody's hand during a wrestling match. You shake your coach's hand, the other coach's hand wrestlers before and after the match I pinned him he didn't shake my hand and that was like that really hit me hard because it was like one of the first times where I was like wow they really don't like me just because I'm a girl <laughs> who was so this I, boy and where does he live I, I don't remember but I remember <laughs> you wouldn't tell me anyway so. his, his dad was the coach he actually picked him off the team after that so he wow he got what he deserved you know, there's there's one thing when I go and speak uh, to athletes around the country I I often ask uh, someone in the in the group, in particular students, I'll ask a male student to stand up and run like a girl. And uh, they look at me and I go, no, no, just run like a girl. And amazingly, I'll look at girls and I'll say, well, how about if you run like a girl? And many times what ends up happening is there's this very typical, very stereotypical, yeah. right? Uh, and even a girl, a female athlete might do the same thing in terms of that. Because yeah. uh, I've noticed sometimes, how do you like to be referred to as just a wrestler uh, a wrestler that happens to be a female, a female wrestler, a girl martial arts wrestler. How do you like to be referred to as? <laughs> I like the combination of all of them, actually. I'm, I don't like to say that I'm just a wrestler. You know, I'm proud of being a girl and I mm -hmm. want more girls to wrestle and I want them to know that they can do it too. Mm -hmm. And I love growing the sport. There's actually an organization called Wrestle Like a Girl mm -hmm. and they're the ones who are sanctioning wrestling in all the states, which is amazing. I've gone to a few of their clinics. So they've really been pushing it and it's more about female empowerment and everything. And just, it's not so much proving people wrong, but just, it's a great sport and everyone should do it. It shouldn't be cut off just for half the population. Awesome. Awesome. So Sandy, you uh, just announced your college commitment. Can you tell us where you're going and what you're going to be doing there? So I committed to NJCU, New Jersey City University, and I got a full academic scholarship there. <laughs> So I'm not going to be in any debt, which is good. <laughs> and the program starts, the wrestling program starts next year. So I'll be a part of the first team. So first year that New Jersey City University has a female wrestling team. Yes. All right. So you're going to be one of the pioneers of this program. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. And, you know, just wrestling in general, my whole life, it's all, there's a lot of history making involved, especially these past two years. So it's just another thing. That you're going to, uh, document it some kind of documentary are you uh gonna uh, facebook live it it sounds like such an inspiring story that maybe it's something you want to think about uh documenting over the course of your career in college um it, it, it's um it, it's funny you said about documenting me, me and her had that conversation before and she overcame so many challenges since last year she had uh, four knee injuries she wanted up getting surgery she missed she had two to, she had supposed to go to a tournament called Fargo for two years in a row. She had a miss it. It was nationals. Yes, Fargo's big. Fargo's big. She, in a row. she was supposed to do, she's also in the ROTC in the West Orange, mm -hmm. and she missed going to CLC, which is her, like a boot camp. She missed that two years in a row because of the knee, you know, the knee, the knee um, injury, and she got surgery last year, and it's just been like such an up and down uh, challenge for her. For her to overcome that is just, it was just amazing. Very proud of her. And, and what I find what I find interesting, Johnny, is she said, I'm going to New Jersey City University on a full academic ride. And then she mentioned wrestling. But do you see kind of a I'm going to use a big word here, coach. You can look it up later. It's called symbiosis. Do you see a symbiosis between the wrestling and, and the academics? You know, really, really discipline, I think, is what we're talking about here. Yeah. So in school, they're always like you're a student athlete, student first, athlete second. And what they do is, I know at Western High School, if you have like any D's or F's, they 
take you out of your practice and you have to go see your teacher. So it's school first always, and then your sport comes after. Adam, to, just to piggyback on it, and I think it's important to understand, is that academics do matter. Uh, it doesn't oh, yeah. matter where you go to college in terms of, and it's not just about academics, athletics, uh, because coaches want to know their players can, can handle the course load academically first and foremost, because if you cannot handle the academics, then you're no good to them. And they'd rather take someone who's just as good a talented on the mat, uh, but is going to get A's and B's in class. And so that's where a lot of parents, a lot of athletes don't realize that they have to commit to the academic piece because that yeah. is even more important because the coaches now in particular, because there's so much talent across the board throughout the country that their athletes are going to be able to last. So that's a very good inspirational advice that you identify that first. So good for you, Sandy. Yeah, absolutely. Johnny, um, yeah. Also, there's no, um, no scholarship um, NGCU for, for wrestling. It's D3. So they D3 have programs. They don't, they don't give athletic, uh, athletic yeah. scholarships, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah. you know, you, you should dedicate so much time on the mat, but if you don't have the academics, then she's got to pay for scholars. And I would hate for her to pay for scholars. So, Johnny, this is a show about dads, and I know you're sitting there with, with Sandy, and we certainly want to learn a lot more about the rest of your family. You know, when I posted the, the marketing about this episode on Facebook, we had some followers say, I know the Guerrero family very well. Johnny's tough, Sandy's tough, but the toughest is mom. Is that true? <laughs> yes, it is. Why is mom the toughest? She's the glue, she's the glue to the family. She's she is, the boss. She's the I act like I'm the boss, but we all know who's who the boss is. Yeah, yeah. So so she runs a tight ship, a tight dojo. Yeah, she does. She runs a tight ship. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about uh, what the Guerreros like to do when they're not doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu. How do you like to have fun? So we like to we like to watch movies together. We're very close in the family. Mm -hmm. So besides the besides you know, what, what we're dealing with now, but we usually do a lot of family get-togethers. So we're very close. So we, we do a lot of barbecues. My wife is, she comes from, from Uruguay. So Uruguay is a, Uruguay is, is a very big, uh, they're, they're actually the biggest meat producers in the world. So they, they make all the barbecues. So we, we try to get together. We're, we usually get together very often. Like every weekend we get together. My, my son's 11 years old, my, my nieces. We have tri three triplet nieces. They're, they just turned 13 on Friday. Yeah. And then my nephew, who made it to the regions in wrestling also, uh, in this, in, and he made it to states, um, he's he's 16 years old. So we, we get together all so all the time. So we're very, very close-knit family. And I, I think that's something that's really important because there's sometimes families don't communicate with each other, talk to each other. But what, what we what we have in our, in our in our household is we make sure that family family comes first. You have a, uh, uh, which is great to hear, but you talked about movies and families. Do you have a favorite wrestling movie you like to watch as a family? Ooh, there's a movie, it's called Dengal, and yeah. um, it's an Indian movie, so you have, yep. to, you have to read the subtitles, but it's about three hours long, about uh, this dad, which you guys would like it, but it's his dad who had to retire as a, a national wrestler, and he was like, oh, one day my kids are going to be an Olympic, or uh, be a gold medalist. And then he ended up having three daughters. So he just ended up training his daughters. And it's an awesome movie. I love it so much. I love that movie. So I used to work for an Indian company. So I used to go there a few times a year. And you know, those flights are long. So you get a lot of opportunity to watch movies and you get a lot of Indian movies on those flights there. So I saw that. And by the way, a three-hour movie uh, for a Bollywood film is, um, that's a short feature. The matinee. <laughs> oh. So some of these are like all-day all events. They have this like half hour intermission so people can get up and go to the bathroom and then come come yeah. back but those bollywood films are really long I, you know, I thought you were going to say vision quest well, Coach, you remember like, vision that's quest that's exactly what i was thinking about is vision quest uh oh. and that whole that whole story about that i think that was probably the very first wrestling movie that ever came out you know madonna had a song in it I, yep it's one of those old goodies all these book goodies Foxcatcher, Fox 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 of course oh yeah uh-huh very cool the Rocky movies too are amazing so what's, what's a good non-wrestling movie? If you're watching movies, the Guerrero family is settling in in their living room, they're, they're popping open their, their streaming app. What's a non-wrestling movie that you would recommend? Because I think we could use a few more recommendations this, this, this go around. I love the, my mom has introduced me to a lot of classics. So like Grease and Annie and then the musical movies I love so much ever since I was little. I like Remember the Titans and uh, yeah. Miracle. 
Those are all the wonderful sport movies that make you cry. And obviously, we're obviously Rocky, but that's you know we, we don't have to mention those movies. That, well, can you give me a Yo Adrian? Can you give me a Yo Adrian? <laughs> yo Adrian! There you go. <laughs> Not bad for a Sunday morning, which is when we record. That's great. So we have a segment to kind of wrap it all up on Bad to the Dad. It's called Dadvice, which is our very clever play on the word advice. And we asked dads for advice to other fathers who might be listening. And Sandy, you can piggyback with maybe advice for your, for your peers after uh, your dad, Johnny, is done. But Johnny, what, what advice do you have for other dads, whether they be small business owners or just dads just trying to figure this whole crazy situation out? Uh, I think one thing that's important is to make sure that you communicate to your kids that you love them. So I always, I'm constantly hugging my kids and telling them, how proud I am with them. I mess with them too. You know, I do, I do got to get on their case a little bit. Um, I think that you should definitely be a strict, strict parent, but I think that you should definitely communicate to them that you love them, communicate to them that it's important to make mistakes, um, communicate to them that it's okay to fail because uh, you're going to fail a lot. Um, but, we, you know, we look at Michael Jordan who didn't even make his high school basketball team. And I always tell people, and I tell my parents that Michael Jordan is, is a failure. But the only time you really fail is when you give up. So that's why I say that it's okay to fail. It's okay not to always achieve your goals. It's going to happen as long as you just don't stop and you keep grinding, 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 and let your kids see that there is a grind. Like, you know, right now, you know, as a business owner, we are going through a challenging time. You know, even, you know, we're trying to do the best we can for the community to keep the kids engaged. But it's also a very good lesson for people to realize that sometimes these things happen. We would have never expected something like this to happen because this has never happened to us. Usually, as Americans, we look at other countries like, yeah, that happens in other countries. The Ebola, that would never happen here. This would never happen here. But now we're the epicenter of, of, a, of a disease, of a, of, a, you know, of a pandemic. But it's, it's good for them to realize that stuff happens to everybody. Nobody's immune to anything. And you just got to keep moving forward. You got to keep trying. You got to let your kids know if they do something wrong. Hey, listen, it's fine. Don't, don't say if they make a mistake, don't say it's okay. It's not. If they make a mistake, make sure you let them know a mistake that they made. And it's okay for them to feel bad about it because we're conditioning our kids to what the real world is. You don't win a trophy all the time. You're not going to, you're going to get, have someone that's going to get a job who probably didn't deserve it because he knew somebody. So we want to prepare our kids and I do the best I can for, to prepare my kids and uh, for them to understand the emotional feelings. It's okay to be emotional. It's okay to make a mistake. It's okay to be wrong. It's okay for someone to say, hey, listen, you're wrong. You made a mistake. Now, what can you do to improve on that mistake? That's what's important. And that's my advice to dads is that don't try to sugarcoat everything. Um, you have to teach your kids how to deal with their feelings, how to deal with emotions. Okay. That's that's really good dad advice and and, and Sandy you you've been hearing from this guy all your life you know anything you'd add to that Oh my gosh um <laughs> well one thing more advice to my peers like I've been facing my friends during quarantine and stuff and they're like yeah I slept 12 hours today and I was like what <laughs> like what do you mean you've been sleeping all day like I've been you know helping out my dad with the Zoom videos and teaching the online classes I love teaching martial arts to the kids because it's so cute seeing them, even on the screen. And, you know, I'd say for kids to help their parents, I'll do what they can to help out instead of just like sleeping all day. You're being useless just sleeping all day. Your parents are working so you can try to help out around the house. That's the, I think that's a parent's fault. I would never allow my kids to yeah, sleep <laughs> 12 hours. There's just there's no way. Yeah, coach, we'd never allow our kids to sleep 12 no, no, hours. No, no, never. We? Not me. 10 maybe, but not 12. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as long as they're doing what they what they enjoy doing so guerrero martial arts even in quarantine where can we find out more about you so we we have a, a website um, njkick.com so that's njkick.com and what we're doing now is we're offering a, a free week of a free virtual training uh for anyone that you know sends an email to to our to our site it's um you could just send it info at njkick.com and whatever we can do for the community we're actually trying to offer some free pe classes to the local schools uh, just to get them physically moving until this is over so we're trying to do whatever we can 
to, to help the community and keep the kids active because in, in, a, in a time like this, you know, these kids are driving their parents crazy. And our parents are so thankful that we, we get them engaged. Uh, we have classes, the virtual classes, five days a week. Uh, we have parents night out, or what we call a parents night in now, where we get together with the kids. We're doing a, a virtual party at a, a virtual farm visit. One of my students has seven acres in, in South Jersey, and we're going to do a visit at his farm so they can see the animals. So we're doing our best to try to make it as normal as possible and try to keep the kids in some type of a schedule. Very nice. So the Guerreros, Johnny and Sandy have joined us on Bad to the Dad. We wish you the, the very best of luck, both in the COVID era and then after the COVID era, kind of getting people back into, into the dojo. Again, it's Guerrero Martial Arts, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. You know, I know one thing we didn't talk about, Johnny, is uh, your time as a Marine. So at the very least, we wanted to thank you for your thank service you to this service. country and, and, and countries uh, overseas and, and for, you know, making those sacrifices in, in time and, uh, and, and wearing the uniform, we, we really appreciate that. And I think that kind of gets lost when COVID-19 is the major headline of the day in, in every quarter of our lives. So thank you for that. And thank you both so much for being on Bad to the Dad. Best of luck to you both. Thank you, thank you. so much. We are Bad to the Dad. Download us wherever you find podcasts. We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. Remember, you can follow us on all the social media platforms. Our handle on each one of them is at Bad to the Dad. Our website is badtothedad.com, where you can see mainly pictures of us Zooming with each other and our guests. That's, that's really what it's come to, but you know, we want to keep that form of, of media alive so you can get a little bit of the behind-the-scenes look at, at how we're doing this during the, the COVID era. But uh, I really enjoyed having the Guerreros on. A great father-daughter situation. I love the girl-dad kind oh, of vibe it's, that, it's, it's that we had. It's a father-daughter. It was really great. I feel bad that we forgot to take a picture. Uh, I took it. a few pictures. Oh, did you? Okay. Well, that's yes, I, I snuck a few in. That's because you're Adam D. And Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about what's the next social you, you media You are the play. true talent of the show. Uh, that is for uh, sure. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I think we both do a pretty good job. <laughs> and episode 50. So yeah, uh, a great time. way to do episode 50 yeah, with, a, with a father and daughter. And, uh, you know, I love Sandy's attitude about, all right, so I'm not going to have a graduation, but I was a female wrestling champ. Yeah. I was, I got, yeah. I got that opportunity. Not many kids got that opportunity. Yeah. So I, I give her applause and I, and I really applaud Johnny for, you know, raising a family that is really resilient and, um, you know, a business like that could have a tough go of it, but they're making it work. They're, they're using trying to technology. Work. And that's a small business. You know, I have, uh, reached out um, for sm the small business loan. We'll see if we get it. Apparently, uh, um, a lot of the big, more uh, franchise organizations got the money. Uh, mm -hmm. Some of the small ones. I've talked to a lot of other people who are kind of upset, but um, it is. It's uh, having to reinvent yourself. Uh, I love the fact, this idea behind mistakes um, mm -hmm. in terms of dad advice. And that is something, and you know what I, I do is travel around working with parents and athletes and and coaches and the idea about mistakes are okay. Uh, as a matter of fact, you know, well, what we talk about is a flush it ritual. You flush it down, you brush it off, some kind of piece. Um, uh, and it's important that you encourage your kids to mess up. And when they do, don't yell at them when they mess up. Mm -hmm. uh, so I loved his dad advice. Uh, I could have talked to him for hours on that just point alone. So right. it was uh, very nice. People say that failure is the greatest learning opportunity. And it's not so much learning about how to do something wrong again. It's learning how to pivot mm -hmm. and coming up with a different way. What, what did Edison say? It's, I, I didn't fail. I just found uh, yeah, a thousand different yeah, ways of how to make the battery. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that didn't work. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's really the mentality that we have to convey to our kids. It's all right. So you made a mistake. Try not to do that again, but just mm -hmm. find a different, more innovative way to solve the problem. And if that means asking for help, Ask for help. I think you we've know, all been helping each other, especially uh, in, in this day. This, this COVID's been an amazing case study as far as well. Listen, as a people. sociology professor, yeah. I keep telling my students I couldn't give you a better course on sociology than what we're living right now. It it, it impacts every con component. Um, 
So, Coach, you were talking about kids missing their spring seasons in sports and, of course, in, in, in the arts as well. And you did a, another phenomenal webinar Thank you. on the loss of the spring season and, mm-hmm. and the grief, right? The yep. grief that kids are going through because their yeah. perspective is, you know, they're 16, 17, 18 years old. It's their life. It's who they are, their that, identity. That's, that's their life. And this is, the, this is the pinnacle of what they're looking forward to here mm-hmm. and now, right? Mm-hmm. In this time frame. Correct. That is about as good as it gets. Yep. So next week's guest is going to be Rich DeMarco, who, who's yeah. a dad. Yeah. Um, he and I grew up in radio together. We worked at the same radio station in, in northern New Jersey when we were a couple of young broadcasting bucks just, just trying to make it. He is now the associate athletic director at Army West Point. Oh, wow. How so great. In, in addition to the stats and the publicity, he is also the broadcaster on many global military networks. So hmm. the games that he broadcasts, uh, mainly football and, and basketball, and you heard around the world on the Armed Forces, I think it's the Armed Forces Radio, radio Network, yes, at, least, yes. at least the Army Radio yeah. Network. And, you know, for the kids at Army who are athletes, that's it. You're not yeah. asking for a fifth year of eligibility. You are going to officer's training camp, yeah. officer's training school. You're going to, to camp learn Pendleton, how to lead going people. To wherever, whatever camp they're going to send you to, because now life is time to, you had your college education, now it's time to get on to uh, doing your real duty to your, your country. And surprise. Surprisingly, West Point is is empty. Some people are allowed to go to work, but the cadets uh, were asked to to leave campus and go home yeah, so they could yeah. contain the virus. So it's even affecting the military institutions. Huh. Of course, we I heard about that big that. blunder yeah. on you know with, with with the Navy on that on that ship. Oh yeah. And oh. Now we've got sailors who've got oh. COVID and yeah, the whole captain mess and uh, yes. I, I guess us civilians don't quit. I, I don't. I don't. As civilian, there's a difference. There's a true difference between being military and being a civilian. Uh, yep. The mindset. Well, that's very. That's very gonna be a lot of fun. Mindset. Again, you always seem to get these great uh, guests, Adam D. You have uh, you go above and beyond uh, for 50, uh, 50 straight weeks. We've gotten fifty great guests every week. All right, so I'm sure fifty one and beyond will be just as awesome as the first fifty were. Uh, I really enjoy doing this podcast with you, Coach. Let's keep it going, regardless of where we're sitting, regardless of where our microphones are. Heck yeah! Let's keep being. Bad to the dad. Dad, stay healthy. Have a great week.